1: Let's grind. Let's work. The hard work continues. Everything continues.
2: Grow up, man. It's gonna be a fast season.
3: Let's go. You know the motto. Full throttle from the get go. Ice in my veins, like gelato. Racing the rest of the god knows. Go big or go home. New quarterbacks in new places. We're getting new receivers in new places. So you want to build that chemistry. Turn it up now. She came for the
1: show. They know we go big or go home.
4: Nothing is just given to you. We got to start over again. You know?
1: feel good to be back, baby.
5: Welcome to NFL Live. Training camp schedules have been released. I can almost smell the fresh cut grass and sunscreen. The Jets will be first to report on July 19th, shortly followed by the Browns, since those two teams play in the Hall of Fame game, which is just five weeks from today. Then the Lions and the Chiefs follow next because they play the regular season opener, which is just 10 weeks. From today, I'm Dan Graziano, joined today by Nina Kimes, Damian Woody, Diana Russini. And we have a lot to talk about, but just like the NFL regular season, we are going to start with the Lions. Their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, had this to say recently about his quarterback, Jared Goff. He said, he's one of the biggest reasons why I didn't want to leave. I feel we are tied together to a degree. He's an extension of me and I'm an extension of him i've told him multiple times his success is my success and vice versa that is ben johnson who was uh, thought to be a candidate for head coach jobs and, and turned down the opportunity to interview for some last year to stay with the lions who have come a long way in the past year last year espn analytics gave detroit a one percent chance to win the division with the packers overwhelming favorites at nearly 90 percent neither of them did Tables have turned this year, though. The Lions are favored to win the division, while Green Bay is projected to finish last. So everything about the Lions, Mina, sounds exciting and fun, but what are their biggest challenges if they're going to meet these expectations?
6: You know, first of all, that's quite the quote from Ben Johnson. I'm an extension of him. He's an extension of me. It sounds like a wedding (laughs) vow or something. Um, It does convey a lot of belief. (laughs) I know, stealing that one. Uh, and I think it's merited, given that, you know, we know who Jared Goff really is as a quarterback, which is one who's very context-dependent. In good situations, he has played well. I think the Lions continue to be a good situation, uh, most of all because of their offensive line, which actually could be stronger this year with the return of Vitae on the ins- but on the inside. But I do have some concerns, especially about the beginning of the season or... Shall I say, I think there will be challenges without Jamison Williams because when you look at this receiving group led by Amon ra St. Brown in the slot, without Williams behind him, it's Josh Reynolds. They get Marvin Jones back. Uh, they drafted Sam Laporta, who's a tight end that I liked a lot, Jameer Gibbs, who's an exciting running back and pass catching option. But none of these guys can really win on the outside. And While D.J. Chark didn't get a lot of attention last year, he was very impactful in this offense on the outside. In fact, without him, uh, they went from the fifth-pass heaviest offense in football to the games where he didn't play, 31st. So in those first six games, I could see them running the ball more, but they will be challenged, I think, to find explosives, given some of the limitations at their skill positions.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I echo a lot of what Mina said uh, as well, but also when you, t- when you, I look at the defensive side of the football as well as it relates to the Detroit lions, because what usually happens is usually defenses are ahead of offenses at the beginning of the season. And so the thing you have to wonder is the Detroit lions defense. That was quite honestly more last year. Uh, how much more improved are they going to be in case this Detroit Lions offense sputters out of the gate? That's going to be the big thing is that how much ground has the Detroit Lions defense made up from last season? You know, you got to expect guys like Aiden Hutchinson to, to, you know, make that next, that second-year lead. And uh, all, the piece they've added in the secondary, hopefully they're com- they come around. But how much better is this Detroit Lions defense going to be to really help this, uh, help this Lions team out?
0: Look, what we started this segment off with, st- talking about Jared Goff and Ben Johnson, is actually – the key to the success of this team especially on offense knowing that they don't have the best wide receiver group right now but what they do have is a strong offensive line and a great defensive line right going back to the trenches this is where they excel and I spent some time with Jared Goff a few months ago talking about the experience in Detroit after a season that gave the fans so much hope and I was actually watching him interact with Lions fans and when one of the fans was pretty much chewing his ear off about how excited he was about the season, I looked at him and I said, man, is that get, like exhausting? He goes, no, you don't understand how much Detroit fans appreciate what we're doing. I love being here. And you could feel the genuine happiness he has playing for the Detroit Lions. But I'm going to put all that to the side, guys. Yes, the Detroit Lions, I think our memory of them, that last game. Uh, against Green Bay, we, we, it's fresh in our minds, right? They they had so much effort out there. But why are we looking past the Minnesota Vikings here with a quarterback that we know has shown he can play in some big games? They won 13 games last year. And I know that we can get down into it and say, well, they, they barely got by. But this team is bringing back some... In- Incredible weapons back on offense. They look pretty similar to what they did last year. Now, the question mark is going to be the defense, right? We know Brian Flores is taking over as the coordinator. This is where their weakness most likely is going to stand out. But I'm not putting the Vikings aside until I see the Detroit Lions able to really take that next big step.
5: Yeah, look, the, the Lions uh, haven't won the division since 1993, so it is fair to say I've got to see it first. And, and yeah, we talked Lions, Packers, but the Vikings are the defending champions uh, in that division. We have uh, breaking news this just in from our Adam Schefter. Cam Robinson of the Jaguars officially suspended, Schefter now tweeting, NFL officially suspending Jaguars offensive tackle Cam Robinson four games for violating the PED policy. Uh, per source. We knew this was coming, D. Wood, but uh, now that it's official, quick reaction, what does it mean for Jacksonville?
1: Uh, that's a big loss. It's a big loss for Jacksonville. You know, the one thing about Cam Robinson and that offensive line, they, they weren't the best pass protection unit, but they, could, they were able to get after people in, in the run game, but you know, now you're talking about your starting left tackle being out for four games. I know they drafted uh, the tackle out of Oklahoma in the, in the second round, but to expect them to be ready to go right out of the gate, I mean, that, that's asking a lot out of him.
6: Yeah. Um, this was always the big question mark about the Jags' offense, which was otherwise extremely strong. Obviously, adding Calvin Ridley to the mix helps. It was a problem, though, frankly, when Cam Robinson played last year. Uh, as Damian alluded to, they did draft Anton Harrison. I will say this, while the offensive line is maybe the potential Achilles heel of this Jaguars' offense, Trevor Lawrence, with his style of play, his ability to evade sacks at an extremely high level, and also his extremely quick release, which got faster as the year went on, that will help mitigate some of the growing pains with a young offensive line that also lost Jawan Taylor at right tackle, especially early on as they learned to play together.
5: Yeah, look, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough blow for the Jaguars, but you're right. They did make that first-round pick uh, of an offensive tackle. Maybe that does help soften it a little bit the new england i'm sorry we're not doing new england patriots the colts got some unwelcome news thursday they had a pair of suspensions cornerback isaiah rogers and linebacker rashad berry received indefinite suspensions lasting at least one year for betting on the nfl shortly thereafter the colts announced that they had released both of those players titans starting right tackle nicholas petit frere got a six game suspension for placing non-nfl bets at the team facility d wood this continues to happen. We keep seeing these gambling suspensions this off season. After today's news, what would your message to players be? What's the upside, fellas? Yeah, right. What's
1: the upside? You know, like you're making you're making seven, eight figures out here, and you're sitting around betting. You know, doing prop bets online. Like, I just don't understand what the upside is. We, you know, Roger Goodell always talks about the integrity of the game. Well, guess what? When you talk about gambling, that directly correlates to the integrity of the game. Why even put yourself out there like that? Yeah, obviously it's not something the league wants to see continue to happen. And
5: obviously they're hoping that at some point these year-long suspensions will will be a deterrent uh, to more guys than they have been so far. We've got lots more to do today on NFL Live. The NFC South will have four new starting quarterbacks in week one. Find out why Bryce Young could push the Panthers into the playoffs in his first season. And Jalen Hurts' journey to NFL success wasn't easy. The Eagles quarterback takes us inside how he went from transfer to superstar.
1: Double down on the work that I put in. I know what I invested into the game. I know what it costs to
5: succeed. NFL Live is brought to you by Burger King.
2: Must be 21-plus plus in in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
5: Will the Jets finally make the playoffs? With- uh, th- playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Seahawks, Giants, Jaguars, and Dolphins. Playoff teams? You kidding me? Playoffs? And the Detroit Lions, Cowboys, Panthers, Baltimore Ravens. They're definitely a playoff team. I think they're a playoff team again this year. I just hope we can win a game. Yes, Jim Morrow. It's only June, but we are talking playoffs. Why? Because as we look ahead to the NFL season, there is a trend worth noting. For each of the last 33 years, at least four new teams have made the playoffs in the NFL that didn't make it the year before. So let's take a look at the playoff teams from last year. On the left, the two columns on the left, are teams that made the playoffs last year, and then the two columns on the right here are teams that did not. So Damian Woody, You're up first and the question here is, who are the four teams that didn't make the playoffs last year that will make
1: it this year? Yeah, Dan, so I'm gonna go with the New York Jets. Uh, Let's see what else I got. All right. The Detroit Lions. Right. And just the last one, I, last one I struggled with, but I'm going with the New Orleans Saints to come out of the NFC South.
5: The New Orleans Saints to come out of the NFC South. So he said, Diana. He said, he said Jets, Steelers, Saints, and Lions. So what do you think of Damian's list?
0: I think it took him a long time to get to it, but I actually have to agree with him, even though uh, you know I'm more interested to see what he has. Uh, as the teams that aren't going to make it, I have a feeling that we're not going to be in sync here.
5: Yeah, you got to knock four teams out. D. Wood. <laughs> so who are those four that made it
1: last year? Um, I believe it was like with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, the Minnesota Vikings and the, and the uh, temporary Buccaneers. Diana, I know you're bullish on the Minnesota Vikings, so that's that's where we're going to disagree at.
0: That's not my issue. That's actually not it. My issue is the Miami Dolphins. Oh, what about their team right now? Do you think is going to hold them back from making a playoff run this year? They are built to win this year.
1: They are built to win this year, but is their quarterback built to last this year? That's the question I have. You know, that's, that's been something that Tua has struggled with since coming into the National Football League is availability. I agree. Miami has a ton of weapons offensively. We know what Vic Fangio, the new defensive coordinator, what he should bring to that defense. They should be a lot better than what they were. But can the quarterback stay on the field? That's the big question. That is the big question. Look, I saw Miami this Miami
0: Dolphins team. I saw them give the Buffalo Bills a, a run with a third string rookie quarterback yep. last year in the wild card round. So, while, yeah, you want Tua, they want Tua. They're going to have the most success with him under center. But maybe their system can come up with some magic if he's not out there.
5: Maybe. Tua's health, the biggest question around the Dolphins, just impossible to answer it uh, from this far out. Hopefully, he gets through the year healthy and we see what they are with him under center. Okay, Mina, you're up. You're four teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, but will this year.
6: Yeah I think the Jets and the Lions are the two obvious choices Uh, Damian and I share those I also share the Steelers though it's a team that was um, you know still knocking on the door of the playoffs last year even with the best player on the team TJ Watt injured for much of the season and bringing on a rookie quarterback who I thought played well down the stretch. So I like them my I guess it would be a dark horse because they're not the favorite to win the division and this is where I I part ways with Damian is I'm picking the Falcons to come out of the nfc south
4: Mm. for the
6: simple reason that i really love everything they did this offseason first of all we're talking about an offense that was extremely efficient running the ball last year i think was held back at times by some inaccuracy in the passing game bringing a young quarterback who i thought looked competent at the end of last season but the reality is his job will not be very difficult in this offense they remind me a little bit of the San Francisco 49ers and how they're very unusual. They're going to be a lot of two tight end, two running back sets. Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts split out mm-hmm. wide. I think Arthur uh, Arthur Smith, their head coach, is a really good play caller. And then defensively, this team probably did more than any other unit, maybe outside of Miami, in terms of personnel additions as well as hiring a new defensive coordinator, Ryan mm-hmm. Nielsen from the Saints. And at every level. There's talent that I'm excited about. In the back end, Jesse Bates adding the best free agent safety available up front. David Onyemata, Calais Campbell just steadying veterans. And then a guy who I actually happened to be watching this morning, Caden Ellis, linebacker out of New Orleans. Not a household name yet, but I think could be sneakily one of the best pickups of this entire offseason.
1: Mina, you make a compelling case about the uh, atlanta falcons i love their personnel offensively i actually love their offensive line i think their offensive line could be one of the yeah. better units in the national football league but i have to also say this i almost picked the carolina panthers i, I i'm i'm bullish on the carolina panthers the, the panthers from week 17 from week seven on they had the fifth rushing fifth best rushing attack in the national football league that offensive line really came on I know defensively, they're going, I think they're going to get better defensively, but I love the infrastructure, the coaching staff of the Carolina Panthers. I think yeah. going in and starting week one, I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce Young, Bryce Young hits the ground running with the Carolina Panthers. It says a lot if you have one of the
5: best rushing attacks in the league after you trade Christian McCaffrey. That's impressive uh, by the Carolina Panthers, uh, who will head into this season with a new quarterback and a new head coach. Another team, one of the five to hire a new head coach this offseason, is the Denver Broncos. When we come back, Adam Schefter takes us inside the one thing that Sean Payton will change for Russell Wilson this season.
2: What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow.
5: Back here on NFL Live, where over the past two weeks, Adam Schefter has taken us through all of his biggest offseason storylines. That series continues today as Adam takes us inside Sean Payton's arrival in Denver.
3: Of all the marriages consummated this summer, none has gotten any more attention than the one between new Broncos head coach Sean Payton and his quarterback, Russell Wilson
8: one of the best coaches to ever coach this game. He's intense, he's focused. Uh, He's such a great teacher of the game.
3: Now it's up to Peyton to elevate his playing partner, Wilson, who's coming off a season in which he had career lows in touchdown passes, 16, completion percentage, 60% 60% and total QBR 37 while the Broncos ranked dead last in the NFL in points per game with 16.9. I don't know if something was said if Russell Wilson says something as he's coming off the field here or Purcell is just going over to him and saying hey man I care about this. Enter Peyton who says from 2006 to 2021, never once ranked outside the top 20 in points per game and averaged the second most points per game in the NFL over that same time period. Breeze drops back, throws, and so touchdown, Mike Thomas. He throws on a stop fade and it's caught by Graham. Touchdown, Saints.
1: This was the opportunity that I was interested in, and I know I was the coach they were interested in.
3: Wilson wanted Denver to hire Peyton more than any other head coach. So now Wilson has the coach he wants, the contract he wants, and Denver needs to get the quarterback it wanted and valued, or the marriage will be in danger of crumbling.
5: That's the big issue coming off a very disappointing first season for Russell Wilson in Denver. D. Wood, what does Sean Payton
1: do to fix Russell Wilson's troubles? Well, I think the culture and the structure is going to be—it's going to be felt immediate by. Russell Wilson and that whole team. I think just having Russ not being, not doing so much ad libbing because that's really what he kind of did, you know, during his you know heyday in Seattle. He was able to kind of ad lib, get outside the pocket, making big plays down the field. I think I think Sean Payton is going to have him more streamlined to play within the structure of the offense, which in turn is going to help this Denver Broncos uh, um, offense be more efficient. Yeah, I think
5: one of the hopes is it just is a little better organized than things were last year. Nathaniel Hackett uh, was a first-year head coach. Sean Payton, obviously, far from that. The Denver Broncos, one of several teams with a new quarterback-coach combo this year. You see Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and Jimmy Garoppolo are among the veterans who changed teams this offseason and obviously working with different coaches as a result, and each of the top three rookie quarterbacks from the draft will be paired with a new head coach as well. So we wanted to ask which of these pairings of head coach and quarterback, new pairings, are the most interesting? Diana Rossini, you go
0: first. I've never been around a quarterback quite like this. That's Robert Salas. words talking about his new quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And I cannot wait to see how this is gonna work when things aren't in the honeymoon stage anymore, when it's not perfect, right? Because Salah doesn't have that experience with being around a quarterback of this caliber, right? You think back to Tom Brady being with the Bucks. there. At least Bruce Arians had had an experience before with Peyton Manning, with Ben Roethlisberger. There wasn't a lot of transition for him. For Robert Stiles, this was a big step for him and a big jump in terms of the quality of quarterback. And the most challenging pairing,
6: the most challenging job is the one that Jonathan Gannon stepped into into, in Arizona, Um, in part because it's not a pairing that we'll see for a while, if at all, next season due to Kyler Murray's injury. Uh, Cardinals are really making no secret of the fact that this season is not about competing; it's about rebuilding. So for Gannon, the challenge is presiding over the rebuild, not losing the locker room and building a new
1: culture. Yeah, and for me, it's Shane Steichen and, and Anthony Richardson. I mean, you're talking about a guy Shane Steichen who's worked with the likes of Justin Herbert and obviously as recently as Jalen Hurts, And we saw the, the, the progress that Jalen Hurts has made as a quarterback and playing at an MVP-type level last year. And so now you get this, this, young, this young, tremendous athlete at the quarterback position in Anthony Richardson who's only played, who only started 13 games. How can he mold him, take that clay and mold him into a superstar quarterback? Bayana, yeah, I'm so interested yeah. to
0: see what I'm, I'm interested to see the discipline from the coaching staff actually and even maybe ownership when it comes to the rookie quarterback because it's going to take time and OTAs went well for him in terms of his poise and determination and, and just learning this offense. He's working hard at it right on the field. There's some growing pain. This is normal. This is fine. He is a rookie, but I'm curious to see how This team is going to evaluate come training camp, come the start of the season, on what are they going to do? Are they going to roll out the rookie quarterback and just have him learn as he goes? Or are they going to put Gardner Minshew in there and let the rookie continue to grow and learn behind him? So that's really what I'm interested in seeing come training camp. You know, when the Colts drafted
6: Richardson, I was excited in large part because I loved this pairing of head coach and quarterback. I think, like Mm -hmm. a lot of people, I immediately saw the parallels with Jalen Hurts, what Shane Steichen did with that offense, building it around Hurts' skill set initially as a runner and then expanding the passing attack, the RPO game. Everything they did is what you would want for Anthony Richardson. However, what they had in Philadelphia was very different from what they have in Indianapolis. We're talking about an offensive line whose performance has declined over the last couple of years that we're hoping... Uh, can get back to what they were a few years ago without uh, personnel changes, really. And a wide receiving group that I don't think many people would rank amongst the NFL's best, certainly not on uh, par with Philadelphia. So while I think schematically this is uh, a a dream pairing, really, I do expect there to be a lot of ups and downs in an adjustment period, in part because Anthony Richardson isn't walking into... Uh, ready built roster like there was in Philadelphia and my hope is just that Indianapolis that they can you know maintain I would say equanimity during those ups and downs uh, and then help Richardson find his way back when he does have down performances because there will be some in the beginning of the season
5: yeah that would seem to be the new head coach Shane Mm Steichen's biggest job maintain that equanimity and and make sure that you don't put him in a position uh, to fail uh, too soon Hey, I know we wanted to go, we got to go to break soon, but I know before you guys were thinking, is there any new video out today about with NFL players lifting huge amounts of weight? And the answer is yes. Uh, here is Saquon Barkley uh, squatting. What I'm told is like 585 mm-hmm. pounds. See what What do we think?
1: You're shaking your Hell head. Hell no. Yeah, like, no? I, I am, yeah, man, that like those days, man, are so far gone for me haven't putting all that type of weight on my back I used to do that nah no way number? no way I'm putting anything like that on my back and, huh what was your number how high'd you go squats oh man like uh 670 yeah 670 solid so okay yeah
5: like it's like all a right, dumbbell Damien. basically that's like you could do you could do one in each hand with 585 so not impressed with safety. that's our entire uh, show yeah. right
6: outside of Damien he could
5: Six, he could deadlift all of us 670. <laughs> think about that 670 well we'll think about that but when we come back we are gonna take a look at Jalen Hurts journey to the NFL see how opportunity led him to become an elite quarterback for the Eagles
1: I just felt like I was doing what I was to do, doing, doing the right thing. I know I have scars. I know I have a past. I know I have things that I've had to overcome.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
8: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
5: Here's the next UFC event from the Apex in Las Vegas with our middleweight main event. The prelims begin Saturday afternoon at 4 Eastern, followed by the main card at 7 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. Back to the football here is Eagles offensive lineman Lane Johnson talking about his quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and his ability to lead.
1: He's the guy, he don't say a whole lot, but when he does it's usually he has a lot of substance to it, a lot of you know, wisdom to it, but, you know, really, man, he just, you know, how he works and obviously, uh, you know, his physical stature, you can tell he's put in a lot of work. I feel like every situation he's been able to overcome, and I just feel like he, he's, he's very mature for, for how young he is and how he handles everything.
5: As Lane just said, there's no question Jalen Hurts has overcome adversity throughout his NFL career but the ability to persevere through difficult circumstances started way before he got to the pros. Matt Hasselbeck takes you back to the roots of the Eagles quarterback and his journey to the NFL.
1: Daycare was always a football field. With that, you're around older kids. You're imitating them and you know, he just kind of fell in love with football.
8: Jalen Hurts, the son of a high school football coach began his journey on the sidelines of Channel View High School east of Houston, Texas. What lessons were ingrained in you by your father through the game of football? Being a ball boy, being on the
1: sideline created a ton of value for me. I was able to fall in love with the process of what it takes to succeed and what hard work looks like.
4: I think that really laid the foundation because he's a sponge.
8: By the time he reached high school in 2012, Hertz used those experiences to become a star dual threat quarterback.
1: Start of his junior year, he had taken his game to another level.
4: North Shore has been a rival, our nemesis. We had never beat North Shore. The stadium was packed. We were losing. It was 5.9 seconds left on the clock. Jalen threw a deep Hail Mary pass. It was the most exciting game that I had ever seen.
8: Hertz developed into a four-star recruit, committing to national powerhouse Alabama, becoming the first true freshman to start for the Crimson Tide in 32 years.
4: We had a tremendous amount of maturity for a freshman. You know, Really came in very sort of dedicated to learn the offense and he had a really good opportunity based on our situation and he took advantage of it. Despite going 26-2 and over his first two seasons,
8: facing adversity started becoming Hertz's story. In the 2018 National Championship game, Alabama trailed 13-0 at halftime.
4: You know, at times, Jaden did a very good job of reading coverages and passing the ball, but there were still some inconsistencies in that part of his game. So when halftime came and it was 13-0, said, we're going to have to make a change. Hurts was benched
8: for freshman Tua Tungabailoa. The first person to greet Tua after the touchdown, Jalen
4: Hurts. Everybody's got to buy into the principles and values of the team. And I think that was the greatest example we've ever had in our program's history. The following season, Tua
8: Tungavailoa was named the starting quarterback at Alabama. But instead of transferring, Jalen became QB, two.
1: There was a lot of phone calls and a lot of conversations because it was a real tough time because that's a humbling situation.
4: But Jalen took the attitude that I'm going to work, so I'm going to be able to take advantage of an opportunity when it comes my way. Fast forward to the SEC championship game the next year. Tua gets hurt, and he goes in and wins the game. Touchdown, Jalen! I just felt like I was doing what I was raised to do, doing the right thing.
1: I know I have scars, I know I have a past, I know I have things that I've had to overcome.
8: In 2019, Hertz graduated from Alabama with one year of eligibility left, and chose to attend the University of Oklahoma to hone his passing skills.
4: I thought at times he played too robotic. And some of that maybe, in my opinion, was a little bit part of his personality because he is so regimented and so process driven.
1: Coach Riley had a wide open offense and you know he was able to go and throw it around. So it's not like, okay, he can't throw. He didn't just learn how to throw. Coach Riley gave him that opportunity.
4: I thought that we could free him up a little bit, in a sense, both mentally and physically to really try to further unlock the player that he could be.
8: After Hertz set career highs, passing for 32 touchdowns and over 3,800 yards in the air, the Eagles selected him in the second round of the 2020 NFL Draft. Now, Jalen has reached the final step of the journey from son of a coach in Channel View, Texas to Super Bowl starting quarterback.
4: From humble beginnings, To all of the challenges, he's always managed to rise. There cannot be a greater ambassador than Jalen in terms of how he represents himself. I couldn't be prouder. I've had a lot of players. I've never had one quite like him. And so to see him on the stage now, I'm not surprised.
5: Dee Wood, it's a heck of a story. It's one we already know, but seeing it laid out like that and and realizing how far he's come, what, what do you think?
1: Listen, I would never be the person that bets against Jalen Hurts. I mean, that, you just see it, you know, from his from high school to college, you know, up until this point. He's just, all he's done is just gotten better and better and better. And I think he just has this chip, this underdog chip on his shoulder that it's just whatever he's doing is just not good enough. And I think if he continues that, it's, man, it's just driving him to greatness, man. It's, it's one of the great stories that we have going on in the National Football League right now.
5: Mina, what do you think? What do you think is next? Yeah, Oh, sorry. Diana? Sorry, Mina. Diana, you go.
0: I was just so excited. I just, that that piece is so well done. Matthew did an awesome job with it. And I look at it as when you see such gigantic improvements, I think of it sort of like the rungs on a ladder. You know, you can run up it really quickly because the space in between is smaller, but it gets harder. So I I don't think we're going to see such a gigantic jump in improvement this year because he did such a great job of that last season. But in terms of the mental side of it, Jason Kelsey recently just shared that Hertz was so down about losing the Super Bowl. And it took them a really long time, even together as a team, to get over it. And Kelsey was like, do you realize you had one of the best quarterback performances ever of a quarterback playing in the Super Bowl? Like You you can't think of it that way. And Kelsey says, no matter what you tell him, he's just always going to go about his business as if he's got that chip. And I think that's going to carry as he continues to just have success with this Eagles team. You know,
6: something that jumps out to me is his improvement, the way in which he improves specifically, too, from uh, year one to two, improving in terms of his accuracy, throwing over the middle of the field, his command of the passing attack. It's actually Mm -hmm. changed the way people look at nfl prospects in development in the previous segment we were talking about anthony richardson uh... being drafted by the colts i am not sure anthony richardson gets drafted where he was if not for the improvement the jump that jalen hurts made i think It has made uh, more offenses around the league, more teams around the league, rather, front offices, prioritize quarterback mobility, understanding that it is an attribute that completely changes the way defenses play you, and it's something that a quarterback can lean on as he improves as a passer. Obviously, there have been other quarterbacks with similar arcs, but for him to do that so dramatically year one to two, I think really raised a lot of eyebrows and is going to affect The way not just football is played, but the way it's scouted for some time.
5: Yeah, look, it'll be fascinating to see uh, the follow-up to Jalen Hurts' big year. Obviously, he got the big contract. Eagles are not concerned about the effect that might have on him. They expect him to be the same guy, and and I don't know why at this point uh, we wouldn't. When we come back on NFL Live, our man Bill Barnwell has ranked NFL teams according to one specific factor, and the Buffalo Bills landed at number 20 in his rankings. Find out why when we come back.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
5: Our next WNBA game is on ABC Saturday afternoon. It's a rematch of last year's finals between teams that have the best records in the league this year. Asia Wilson and the Aces host Dewana Bonner and the Sun at 3 Eastern. Coverage tips with WNBA countdown at 2.30 Eastern. Earlier this week, our Bill Barnwell published an article where he ranked each team's playmakers, not including the quarterback position. Interesting way to evaluate offenses to see maybe which quarterback has the most help around him. Diana, in these rankings, what stood out to you?
0: So it stood out to me that he's got the Cowboys ahead of the Miami Dolphins in terms of the weapons there. I I don't know about you, Dan, but Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, that running back room, to me, seems like a much more talented receiving group there, especially going, we you talking about Brandon Cook, DeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. All right, Tony Pollard's obviously very good. But I, I am disagree with Barnwell there, slightly off. I put the Dolphins ahead of the Cowboys.
1: Dee Wood, what do you got? Yeah, for me, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe they were, what, 19th. Yes. And uh, what that reaffirmed to me was how special Patrick Mahomes is. Like, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they're just special. And it, it kind of reminds me of like, New England when Tom Brady would elevate so many of the playmakers in, in the offense uh, during, that, during that dynasty era. Same thing that Patrick Mahomes is doing. You know, I, I expect Kadarius Tony to have a breakout year this season if he can stay healthy. Um, obviously, you've got, you know, Travis Kelsey, but – Patrick Mahomes, when you're a superstar quarterback, you elevate and make people better.
6: So, I don't take issue with where Bill has the Bills. Uh, It's a wide receiver group that's a little bit iffy behind Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox okay last year. But I'm also really excited about the additions they made at their skill positions because I think they auger a sort of change in identity on offense which is to say they came into this offseason i believe with a clear mandate they wanted to get better at running the ball when defenses seed the run they went out and signed damian harris from rival new england patriots is his powerful back and then they drafted tight end dalton kincaid in the first round now i want to be clear dalton kincaid is not a blocking tight end he's more of a giant slot receiver but if defenses play the bills when he's on the field with both him and Dawson Knox are on the field in nickel personnel which Brandon Bean, their GM has suggested he will have favorable matchups blocking smaller players so I think he compromises defenses and this these additions overall for me give the bills more flexibility from a personnel and formational perspective. That should make them more threatening this
5: season. Yeah, it's interesting to see them ranked at 20, though, after they finished second in the league in scoring offense last year. But to Bill's point, Buffalo was heavily reliant on Josh Allen, the quarterback. He scored or passed for 84% of Buffalo's offensive touchdowns last season. That was the highest rate of any player in the league. This leads to the question, Damian Woody, are the Bills relying too much on Josh Allen?
1: Yeah, I think they are. I think they are. And I know, you know, people hate to say, you know, running the football, that sounds so archaic, but I do do think they need to have a little bit more sense of balance in their offense because everything, everything, Josh Allen is their running game. You know, he is prolific at running the football, especially on those uh, QB, you know, those QB design sweeps that they like to do, pulling the linemen. Uh, outside that he he is their whole offense he's both you know prolific passer and a brush of the football so I think they do need to out balance and like Mina said I love the additions particularly Dalton Kincaid he's going to create matchup problems and and uh and going to force defense to make decisions as far as personnel but ultimately they do need a little bit more balance on offense
0: yeah all three of us are going to bring up Dalton Kincaid for a reason right because very rarely are we talking about a rookie this early, right? We haven't even seen him in a game just yet, but I think most of us have had conversations or at least have seen him in action to say he's going to be a significant improvement for this team. And even just talking to people in Buffalo during those OTAs, he's the player I kept hearing about in terms of what this offense thinks, where they think they've improved the most. He's the type of player that week one is going to have an immediate impact on this team. So in terms of drafting the right guy for where they're at right now, in this office, this seems to be a home run for them.
5: Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, everybody that was looking for a receiver this offseason kind of felt like they had to go with some kind of uh, different kind of choice because the receiver availability wasn't great. The Bills draft a tight end in the first round. But yeah. to Mina's point, uh, maybe not really a tight end. We got time for one more thing here on NFL Live today. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey take on Steph Curry and Klay Thompson tonight in the match. This is a golf match between uh, the two Chiefs stars and the two Golden State Warriors stars. The trash talk has already begun.
4: Getting real ready and getting inspired by what I see on the TV, Pat. Ha ha ha! (laughs) <laughs> It'll be the same thing in Vegas, baby.
1: I don't think we're an underdog it at all, man. I, I, I don't know about you know, Steph and Clay, but but me and Pat have never lost in Vegas, and that's not a shot at the Raiders at all, man.
5: <laughs> it so <laughs> is a shot at the Raiders, like what he says. So yeah. Uh, Are we look Do we want to look oh, at the golf shots? Do we want to show some of these guys playing golf? Or? I, I
0: yeah. don't. Oh, I hang don't hang on, even do care about. I don't care about the golf I don't here's what I care about guys they've been partying for three to four months right yeah. so I look at it as this it's probably better that they haven't been playing a lot of golf I think they're gonna be able to go out there and, and win just because they haven't been practicing where Steph and them they've been out there a lot these guys have it
5: well let's take a look mm. at how their games uh, shape up at this point this is a this is curry earlier this week from the fairway you know this looks like he's he's getting some good practice in here And this shot here is going to spin all the way back. I mean, this is like one of those Instagram videos that uh, you feel like it's doctored. Like, how do you, I mean, man, you know Curry could hit from long range, but that is pretty special. But here's Travis Kelsey. He knows his way around the green. Look at this putt for Eagle on 18 from over 120 feet in last year's event. Drains it, then celebrates with Mahomes and Justin Timberlake, which is how I like to celebrate when I make a long putt. (laughs) <laughs> Damien, who you got in this? <laughs> who, who
1: wins? <laughs> I'm going to go with the basketball players. I think they get a little bit more time on the, on the golf course, man, so I'm going with those guys. Mina?
6: I was going to pick the cheese, but that curry, shot. That's all the geez. time we have on
5: NFL Live. <laughs> kind of swayed me. Golf Live, whatever it is.